You are listening to the official podcast of the Mission Redlands. We are a growing community living out God's radical love. Man, Jeff could not have uh, introed this message any better um, when he said, I don't even know how long it's been. Who resonates with that? <laughs> like, like, the, like, I keep saying 2020, but like we're, we're well into 21 now. Like, so it's just, it's, it's weird. But uh, what a year 2020 was. Like, like, I feel like every Sunday for months, I've gotten up and said those exact words. Like, what? a year, right? And and like some of you are like, just shut up about 2020 already, right? And I don't blame you. Like I'm tired of talking about it. I'm ready to move on. But, um, but honestly, here's the thing. 2020 was on and, and part of 21, like we're moving in the right direction. Can we just give God praise for that? Thank you, Lord. But here's the thing is that 2020 and beyond, was unlike any year many of us have experienced in our lifetime, right? I mean, a lot of us had never experienced a year like that. And because of that fact, we have a lot to process. We have a lot to process. And the only way we can move into a healthy future is if we process in a healthy way what we've already been through and allow God to bring healing to the past. Can I get an amen for that? That's right. Otherwise, we will just carry that pain and baggage right into the future with us. Who's been there before? I've carried some baggage that I should have dealt with into the future. And I'm not just talking about the pandemic. Like we had so many things in our culture collide at the same time beyond COVID-19. We had racial division, we had political division, we had wildfires along the whole West Coast. Who remembers those, right? Uh, The stock market crashed, there was a recession, mass shootings. I mean, there were murder hornets for crying out loud. Like who remembers the articles about the murder hornets, right? Like, holy moly, right? And on top of all of this stuff, which is huge in itself, there's a worldwide pandemic that put most people into quarantine, not for days, not for weeks, but for months and months at a time. And like I said, it could be a year. I don't even, like I said, I don't even know what year it is now. So, um, but man, and and when we were, when we were in quarantine heavily, those were some lonely months. Does anybody feel like that? Like, like maybe not the introverts, but like, like, like those, those were some lonely months. And because we were thrown out of our daily rhythms and routines, not only were we isolated from, from our friends and extended family, but also many of us lost our work family as well. Like the people that we interact with at work every day. You know, like we lost the ability to go into the business that maybe we go into every other day or every day and say hi to the barista or, or whatever. Like we lost that connection. Um, and we, we lost, lots of us lost our work families and, 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 and the people we saw 
almost as much as our families were, were those work families and all of the sudden they're out of our daily lives, right? Maybe it's, maybe it's your schoolmates. Like, I don't know what it is for you. But, but the flip side of that coin is that many of us were massively overexposed to the people that we live with. Who knows that to be right? massively overexposed. Like, I mean, to the point where I'm surprised that the murder averages weren't higher during, the, during quarantine, right? Especially in the category of wives killing their husbands. <laughs> I think it talks about that in numbers. Um, I had a couple of close calls with Kim, but I'm thankful to be alive. So, um, because quarantine brought the weird out of people. Don't you know that to be true? Like, there was just like a weirdness about people that came out in, uh, and I'm not saying it's bad, you know, like weird is cool, but, but like there was a weirdness that came out of people in quarantine. And, and just in case like you've forgotten or something, I just want to remind you of just a small fraction of the things that people were doing during quarantine. Go ahead and roll that clip. Who recognized somebody in your house up there? <laughs> Let's go ahead and point them out. <laughs> Man, I mean, that video is so funny because it's very accurate, don't you think? <laughs> like, <they're, laughs> I definitely was in line at Home Depot during quarantine at one point because they could only let so many people in. And, and a guy behind me was wearing a bear um, like a costume bear, full head mask. And just like standing there, not doing anything funny, that was his mask. Uh, just like, what is going on here? Quarantine brought out the weird in people. And, and here's the deal. It, it, I, I feel like the reason is because we are not created to go at life alone. We're not created to go at life alone. We're created for community. We are created to do life in community together. And, and um, God, in the very beginning of Genesis, chapter 1, 26, um, God said, let us make humans, human beings in our image, right, to be like us. They will reign over the fish of the sea, the birds in the sky, the livestock, all the wild animals on earth, and the small animals that scurry along the ground. And then in verse 27, it says, so God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God created them, male and female he created them. Then God blessed them and said, be fruitful and multiply. One thing you'll notice in that verse is that God himself is eternal community. God himself is eternal community. Uh, so, so God said, let them, let us, uh, let us make him, make human beings in our own image. Let us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, the Trinity, three in one, the mystery, God himself lives in community. And so 27 says, it says it twice actually, 
So God created human beings in his own image. In the image of God, he created them, right? Male and female. God himself is eternal community, and he created us to be in community. The, in de- the, the more in-depth story in chapter 2 says this, Genesis chapter 2, 23, at last, oh wait, sorry, uh, 18. Then the Lord said, this is Adam searching for a partner in life. Um, and, and God create, created all the animals and, he, and, uh, and Adam looked them over and said, just couldn't find a suitable partner. And, and then the Lord said this, and they, these are immortal words that should ring in our ears in times of isolation. It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. At last, the man exclaimed in verse 23, when he saw the woman besides saying hubba hubba, he said, um, this one is bone from my bone and flesh from my flesh. We were created for each other. We were created to be together. We were not created to be alone. From the very beginning of the book of Genesis, God created us in his image, in the eternal image of God. And he created us to be in community. Um, We, I I think it's no, I think I don't need to emphasize the point anymore that during uh, quarantine, I think the reason why people, some people are struggling so much is, and, and Tara's words really rung out in my head this week after the, the uh, Mother's Day panel on Sunday is that she, she said, I wasn't meant to be my kid's whole world. And I just thought, how true is that? How true is that? You know, the reason why we struggle is because we need each other. Like I need Ricardo, you know, I, I other, uh, like we, we need to be able to vent to each other. We need to be able to go to each other and, and just like break the tension and laugh together. Right? Like who could, who during quarantine really could have used someone to make you laugh? Right? Like, yeah. Right. Like, and, and we're supposed to be that for each other because we are created in community. And I, I want to move on to the, the book of Ecclesiastes. I know you guys are all reading that book at, in your spare time and, um, and all studied up on it and got most of it memorized, you know. Um, no. <laughs> but, the, but Ecclesiastes is a cool and weird book. We're sticking with the word weird. That seems to be the theme of the message. Um, uh, the book of Ecclesiastes is known as one of the wisdom books in, in uh, the Bible. Uh, but it's only wise if you look at it within the proper context. Um, it's a pretty complicated book. And honestly, on the surface level, it can be kind of depressing. Uh, but there are two voices that we hear 
throughout the book of Ecclesiastes. And the first we hear from is the author, but we only hear from him at the very beginning of the book and at the very end of the book. Most of the voice we hear in the book of Ecclesiastes is known as the teacher, and some translations call him the preacher as well. Uh, The voice of the teacher is also sometimes known as the critic right? Uh, And for good reason, because it is the teacher's job basically to poke holes in all the things that we find meaning in that are actually pointless and remind us of the truly valuable things in life like relationships. And a lot of those valuable things have to do with being fully present in the moment, being fully present in the moment and not worrying too much about what is beyond our control, right? Our grow group was having a conversation uh, about John, 1 John chapter 5, and, and we, were, we were basically discussing the things that, uh, that we're tempted to put in God's place in our lives, the things that we hold on to sometimes tighter than we hold on to God. And, and, and some of our group was saying control was that thing. Control was the thing that they held on to super tight into the, in, in the place of God. And, and, and the teacher is encouraging us to, to not worry so much about the things that are beyond our control and really focus on the things that truly matter. He's encouraging us to find joy in a good meal, right? And the sun's warmth on our face, right? The, and, and most of all, share our lives together in meaningful relationships, right? And um, so I wanna, I wanna read Ecclesiastes 4, 7 through 16, and I'm gonna break it up a little bit. Um, but this wisdom book has a lot to say about isolation and, uh, and living in community. And, um, and one thing um, that the critic, one word that the critic uses repeatedly through Ecclesiastes is the word meaningless. But, but the actual translation, it, the, the translators of the modern Bible didn't quite get the meaningless uh, translation, right? The actual word is hevel. And, and hevel means smoke or um, uh, what did you say? Fading. Yes. Thank you. Hevel means, means it, it, it doesn't mean meaningless. It means it means fading, it means smoke. And, and so it's like basically when he says meaningless, he's saying it's, it's like it's there, but it's beyond our control, right? And so, so that's just a little tidbit of Ecclesiastes. But verse, chapter four, verse seven said, I observed yet another example of something meaningless under the sun. This is the case of a man who is all alone without a child or a brother, yet he works hard to gain as much wealth as he can. But then he asks himself, who am I working for? Why am I giving up so much pleasure now? It is all so meaningless and depressing. 
See, the reason why this person is finding it so depressing is because we can find more joy together. We can find more joy together. The first thing when I discover a new, uh, a new restaurant or a new place or, or whatever, and I go there by myself, and I'm like, the first thing is, I can't wait to take Kim here. Because I know I'm going to experience that place to the fullest with, with someone else, with someone that I love, with Kim or with a good friend. We can find more joy together. And this person that the critic is describing is working and slaving away, amassing wealth as much as he can. And he all of a sudden has this realization, why am I doing this? Why am I killing myself? I, I, don't, I don't have any, anybody to share this with. We can find more joy in things together right? When you see a good movie, what do you say to your friend? Oh, you've got to see this movie, right? We can find more joy together. Uh, Verse nine, two people are better off than one for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls and the other can reach out and help, but someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm, but how can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better, for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. We can accomplish more together. We can accomplish more in our lives. We can accomplish more for the kingdom. We can accomplish more for the gospel together than we can alone. This passage breaks down, uh, you know, a, a person falling by himself, no one to pick him up. A, a person who's cold, no one to huddle up with and stay warm out. You know, I have the picture of shepherds, you know, like out in the field at night where it's super cold and they would lay next to each other to, to keep warm. Like person standing alone and being attacked and defeated, but two standing back to back can conquer And three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. We can accomplish more together. 13, it is better, this one I want you to really lean in on. Lean lean in on, lean in on this one. 13, it is better to be a poor but wise youth than an old and foolish kid foolish king who refuses all advice. Such a youth could rise from poverty and succeed. He might even become king, though he has been in prison. But then everyone rushes to the side of yet another youth who replaces him. Endless crowds stand around him, but then another generation grows up and rejects him too. So it is all meaningless like chasing the wind. This little anecdote is kind of confusing, but essentially what it's saying is it's, the, the nutshell is in the first, is in verse 13. It is better 
to be poor but a wise youth than an old and foolish king who refuses all advice. We are wiser together. We are wiser together. We need people that this king, this old and foolish king, thinks he knows it all. He doesn't need any advice. He's got it all uh, under control. He's watched all the different news channels. He's checked on all the social media. He knows where everybody lies politically, and he knows where all of them are wrong. He doesn't need any advice. He doesn't need any input. He has it all under control by himself. But, but what he's missing out on are other perspectives. He's missing out on your experiences, right? And, and I think we can get like the old and foolish king sometimes where we reject all input because we think we know better. But we are wiser together. We are wiser together. I am better off in my life because of Daryl's experiences that he shared with me. I am better off in my life for hearing about Rebecca's life and experiences. I'm, I'm more well-rounded because I have rich in my life. We are wiser together. So what this passage in Ecclesiastes is really driving home in kind of a weird way is that we can find more joy together. We can accomplish more together and we are wiser together. There's a reason why Jesus sent his disciples out in groups. There's a reason why Jesus himself lived in community. It's because we were created from the very beginning for community. And isolation, even though sometimes we have to go into things like quarantine and we have to abide by the rules and that kind of stuff, isolation is the quiet mental health killer. I say it every week, at least a couple of times a week, isolation is one of the enemy's most effective tools. Isolation is the pathway to anxiety and depression. We were not meant to live isolated. We were meant to live in community. And so as the band comes back, I just wanna challenge you this week that, uh, you know, what are some steps this week that you can take to live more fully in community? What are some steps this week where you can begin to find joy in community? Where are some places that you can begin to serve in community? Where are some areas that you can grow wiser within community? For the summer, we have a perfect opportunity for you to grow in community. On June 8th, we're gonna be bringing back Mission Summer Nights. And Mission Summer Nights is, uh, is when we just meet at Brookside Park and we hang out and at the end of the night, we pray together. We eat a meal, 
uh, you know, we play some games or some cornhole or whatever and uh, laugh and sometimes we cry and we just do life together and then at the end of the night we pray and we take prayer requests and we pray. That's a great, great step to begin re-entering community. If you've been still heavily quarantined and, and I... Maybe you're having trouble getting back out, not for any health reasons. Like if you have health reasons, like I want you to stay in quarantine, but maybe you're just kind of gun shy to get back into community. I would, I would encourage you and challenge you to begin to take baby steps back into community because we weren't meant to be isolated. We weren't meant to be alone. So with that, I just want to pray over you. Father God, thank you that you created us in your image. Lord, thank you. Holy Father, Son and Spirit, triune God, thank you that you created us for loving community. Lord, thank you for this community that you are building, this community of imperfect, vulnerable people who love each other and love you. Lord, I pray that you grow us. Lord, I pray that you grow this community, Lord. Not in numbers, but Father, I pray that we go deeper into vulnerability and community with each other. Lord, I pray against isolation in our lives, Lord. Lord, if, if, uh, if there's anyone here that has felt tormented during isolation, Lord, I just, I, I say, Satan, you have no hold over these people in the name of Jesus. For the one who has felt tormented during the times of being alone, I say, you are free in the name of Jesus right now. Lord, let us recognize, Holy Spirit prompt us when we need to reach out to someone. Lord, when we need to reach out and for an ear, just for someone to listen. Lord, when we need wisdom, give us the courage to reach out. When we, we need other voices in our life, we are wiser together. Father, I thank you for what you're doing in this community. Lord, we bless you. We bless you, Father. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. You are listening to the official podcast of The Mission Redlands. For more information, visit us at themissionredlands.com.